Previously on L.A. Theatre Works. I tried to make an appointment with my regular doctor, but she will no longer see me without health insurance. I attempted to make an appointment with another doctor, but I needed a referral from the local clinic. I, I, I went to the local clinic, but I didn't have the appropriate paperwork. Apparently, when I became poor, I was no longer worthy of good health care, and I am not having well, this. Well, if you give this form to the nurse... She'll set up your next ultrasound appointment. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't understand. I am not having this baby. No, 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 no. I am not a mother-to-be, okay? I am no parent. Doctor, what can be done? At this stage? Nothing. Welcome back. I'm Susan Lowenberg, producing director of L.A. Theatre Works. Last time on Fabulation, Undine causes a scene at a social services office after a condescending clerk sends her into a rage. She later finds out her pregnancy is further along than she thought, so having an abortion is out of the question. Will she ever find her way back to the life she knew? Here's the final episode of Fabulation or the Re-Education of Undine by Lynn Nottage, starring Charlene Woodard, directed by Stuart K. Robinson. So, Mama, I took the shoplifter to the back of the store and gave him my Nelson Mandela speech. I said, the African brother gave up 28 years of freedom for his ideals, for his principles, for the struggle to liberate black Africans from the griplock of apartheid. I said, little brother thief. Liberating a box of lubricated super strong Trojans ain't no reason to go to jail. Don't let the system fuck you just because you horny. If you want to give up your damn freedom, make sure it's for a just cause. And Ma, I saw something in his eyes, uh, a spark, a, a touch of recognition, and I quickly unfastened the handcuffs. And then this little fool is going to ask me, who Nelson Mandela? Oh. I had to slap homeboy at the chair and call 911. Shit. There ain't no greater crime than abandoning your history. That is right. Hello, I need to sit down. Would somebody give me a hand? Damn, girl, you're getting big. Whatever. Hey, Sharona. Tyrell. Here's a little something for the baby daddy. Which one? Please. You two are acting like teenagers. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, Undine, somebody called for you while you were at the doctor's office. Who? Did you tell them there ain't no Undine living here? That's getting old, okay? Hey, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with me? I'm almost 40 years old, I'm living at home, and believe it or not, I envy the fact that my assistant Steffi is employee of the month at Dwayne Reed. Okay? Mom, did the phone call sound important? I don't know. What does important sound like? (sighs) A pardon, absolution, my life back. Hervé calling from Barbados to say, join me. (gasps) Would I? (sighs) Would I? I'm sure they'll call back. Hey there, what's the word, Pop? Oh, I hope you didn't forget the lotto tickets. Don't tell me you forgot. Uh, I forgot. Oh. Oh. I forgot. (laughs) Hey, you know that lotto line ran around the block? I stood 25 minutes. 
Junie got himself a hundred tickets. He thinks this time he's gonna be lucky because Clary's mama had a dream about fish. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hey, hey, but he don't want to share none of his luck with anybody, Jack. M- Mom? Mom, was it a man who called? Did she really dream about fish? Hey, when that woman dreamed about fish, money fall out the sky. Fish? Don't you know, girl? It means good fortune coming your way. It's a sacred kiss, sweet pea. Oh, that's right. It was a man that called, Grandma said. You let him speak with Grandma? (laughs) I had a pot of gumbo about to burn on the stove. Ooh, you made your gumbo. Uh, Grandma, Mm -hmm. Grandma wasn't my accountant. Was it Hervé? Who's Hervé? He's my husband, Grandma. What did the man say? This is very important. Now, I need to know. Hey, 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 don't you yell at her. She ain't no woman. She got diabetes, damn it. She does not have diabetes. For God's sake, I've been taking her to the methadone clinic for a month now. Methadone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Please. Hello, people. Is anybody home? Why are you so upset? It was just a phone call. If it's important, the person will call back. Mom, it isn't the phone call. It's, it's, it's a phantom poem that'll never be completed. It's thousands of dollars worth of lottery tickets that, that could have been invested into the stock market. It's a thrown-away solution, and you're still searching for words. It's the fact that grandma... She's carrying low and makes some people crazy, especially in the third trimester. Mm-hmm. Aren't you listening to what I'm saying? Or are you all just going to sit around all day long and talk about fish? This ain't the beginning you was expecting. It ain't a poem, but a reckoning. Be it sacred or profane or divine word game, it all about a rabbit, or it ain't. It ain't a holler or a song, it ain't no Geechee folk yawn. It ain't a road up and tread with a stained rag round the head, it all about a rabbit, or it ain't. It ain't a myth that's so old that it been wholesaled and resold. It ain't a Bible lover's tale or a preacher's parting wail. Wait, 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 oh, okay, okay, here we go. Hmm. It all about a rabbit, or it ain't. Cause it's that ghetto paradox when we rabbit and we fox and we basking in the blight, though we really wanna fight. It's about who we be today and in a fabulating way by saying that we be without apology. It's a circle that's been run that ain't no one ever won. It's that silly rabbit grin about running from your skin. Come on. Come on, don't stop, son. Come on, baby, come on. Come on. Come on, baby, come on. It ain't finished. <laughs> it, it ain't done till it's done. A fabulation okay. take time. It don't just happen. A fabulation? Yeah. How long, Flo? I don't know. 14 years and nine months. What you care? We died in a fire. It was an unforeseen tragedy. Really? A misprint? We saw the article in Black Enterprise. We ain't totally blind. We read. Now your grandmama didn't It was a want... very good article, Undine. We were very proud of you. Until the part where they said your family died in a fire. Baby, we didn't die in a fire. I know that, Mom. I, 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 I was apparently... Misquoted. Misquoted? That's what I told your father, baby. You see, baby? I told him that. I said she's done many things, but she'd never do that. Is that true, Undine?
Surely you can't believe everything you read. Why? We are your family. The Watkins family is there inside you. And we're going to love it even if this is your home. Is this it? Is this the end of the story? Is it so simple? A journey that began miraculously at the Walt Whitman projects and led me to Edith Wharton's The Custom of the Country. An intriguing parvenu discovered in an American literature course at Dartmouth College. No. No! I go down to the street corner with a $20 bill balled up in my hand and I buy $20 worth of white lace. I go back home. <laughs> I must have really angered a legma. <laughs> settled all the powerful oranges and I am ready to surrender. I am ready to concede. I am so ready. And just as I'm about to they unexpectedly find Hervé. Prisoner 4773 to the day room. You have a visitor. They found him, hiding out at the Ritz-Carlton, pretending to be a diplomat from Uruguay. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, a diplomat from Uruguay was also a guest at the hotel, <laughs> attending a summit on global warming. Caught, finally. You're huge. What happened to you? What do you think happened to me? Who did this to you? You did, you fucker. Me? Yes. How? How do you think? Yes, I see. Yeah. Why? Why not? All of it? It happened. See, it is finished. I could kill you. I cared for you, you little prick. <laughs> didn't even have the decency to say goodbye. I am sorry. Oh, you can take your sorry to federal prison. Let us talk. Oh, I have nothing to say to you. My lawyer will speak for me. You took everything from me. Not everything. My father's name was Javier de Jesus Cajas. He was a good man. I offer you his name. It is the name for my son, for my daughter. Well, that won't do. But I am the father of your child. Oh, please. You were fucking for a green card. That's enough to keep any Latin dick hard. You are the father. But you won't be this child's father. You left our lives. You gave up your parental rights as far as I'm concerned. And I was generous to you. More than generous. I beg your pardon, querida. You were generous to nobody. I disappeared long before I left, but you just never noticed. Money. You'll make more money. Don't pretend this was about money. Please. I pity the child. Why would you say that? 
I think you understand, Undine. I was open, but you are a rotten oyster. We look at each other now. It is the first time we stand face to face since we met, no? I am who I was, querida. You are who you were. We are ugly people. We give, we take. We are even. I prided myself on not needing love. But it was different when I thought I was loved. Guard! And he's gone. But strangely, I dream of fish. Uh, hi, I'm Walter, addict. Hi, Walter. Walter. Old friends. Old friends. I, uh, I shouldn't have gotten in the car with my old friends. They were um, smoking herb, and, and I thought a little herb won't kill me. Take a moment. We're not here to judge. This is a place of forgiveness. Take your time. <laughs> Undine, are you all right? Yes, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you get my phone message? Oh, Guy. Guy, was that you? No? No? Um, have you begun your birthing classes? Mm, I haven't even begun to think that far ahead. Don't you think maybe you better? Well, yes. I suppose eventually I'll have to give birth. If you need someone to go with you to the classes, I'd be glad. That's okay. Undine, was there something you wished to share with the group? <clears throat> uh, no. The radio was pumping, the feeling was familiar. Two hits, what's the harm? Really, if you need a partner, someone, someone to be with you in the delivery room, I know we don't know each other that well, and I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, but I'd be happy to be that person that, you know, stands by you in the delivery room. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to be mindful. I will no longer inhabit the places of my past. You'll hold my hand. Breathe in and out with me. I am serious. Yes, yes, I, I know you're serious. And yes, yes, I would like for you to be that person who stands by me in the delivery room. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is really going to happen. <laughs> you ain't like the other addicts in this program. I mean, you seem stronger. Mm. But he doesn't know that Edna is pressing gently against my chest, slowly quickening my breath, squeezing. Oh, that I feel the child kicking within, the tiny left foot jabbing into my side, stretching, growing, causing unbearable and tolerable pain, the contradictions abound, and mm, my body is no longer my own. Hey. 
Why are you smiling? You. What? You know. Yes. Look beautiful. No. I am happy. Happy? Yes, I am happy. Truly? Yeah, you make me happy. It has been a struggle, no doubt, but when I think about what's happened to me in the last few months, it's good, for real. You. Three years ago, I was living on the street, five blocks away from where I grew up. I see my moms, my boys, they pretend not to know me. I was starving, they walk right by me, ashamed. Yeah, I've been that person. I've been that brother you cross the street to avoid. I've been wrong at times. I've been to jail for six months, but that's over. Never again. I let go of the bullshit. I hope you know that. <laughs> Why do you look so confused? I have never heard anyone say, I'm happy and actually feel it. <laughs> and people around me, they say it automatically in response to how you're doing, but... When you say it, I'm looking at you, and I, I believe you actually mean it. And I find that reassuring. <laughs> Why? Because mostly I feel rage, anger, which I guess is a variation of rage. And sometimes it gives way to panic, which in my case is also a variation of rage. I think it's safe to say that I have explored the full range of rage. And it has been with me for so long that I find it comforting. But I am trying to move beyond it. And sometimes I even think I have. But mostly, I'm not a very good human being. And sometimes I'm even less than human. I know this. I, I can't control it. I killed my family. What? <laughs> yes, I killed them. It was on the day of my college graduation, <laughs> Dartmouth. My family drove 267 miles in a rented minivan loaded with friends and relatives eager to witness my ceremony. Oh, they were incredibly proud. And why not? I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. They came en masse. Dressed in their Alexander's best, <laughs> lugging picnic baskets full of fragrant ghetto food. <laughs> oh, they were loud, overly eager. <laughs> Let's just say their enthusiasm overwhelmed me, but I didn't mind. No, no, I didn't mind until I overheard a group of my friends making crass, unkind remarks about my family. They wondered aloud, who belonged to those people? And it was me. And I should have said so. I should have said that my mother, my mother worked extra shifts so that I could have a new coat every year. That daddy sent $10 every week, his lotto money. Instead, I locked myself in my dorm room and I refused to come out and greet them. I decided that day that I was on Dean Barnes, who bore no relationship to those people. I told everybody my family died in a fire. And I came to accept it as the truth. And for years it was true. Understand, Sharona had to die in that fire in order for Dean to live. 
At least that's what I thought. What I did was awful. And I am so, so sorry. And Guy, you are such a good and decent man. I wouldn't blame you if you just walked away right now, but I don't want you to. I, I feel really safe with you. That is a good thing. And I, I'm not yet divorced, and I, I'm being investigated by the FBI, and I'm, I'm carrying the child of another man, and I'm not really a junkie. What? Are you still happy? Yes, I think so. And you're not medicated? No. Give us a moment. Well, I guess. Is, is the notion of love frightening to you? No. Who are you? Why are you doing this? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to say that. I, I take it back. I mean, I like you a great deal, and love is heavy, is deep, is frightening, and I apologize for floating it so carelessly. No, no, I, I really want to change. I, I do, and, but I'm afraid I can't, and I'm not ready for this. Stop. Stop speaking. Kiss me. Breathe. Everyone wants me to breathe out. Push. But I am trying desperately to hold my breath. Hold it in. If I do not breathe, then the baby will not come out. Breathe, Undine. I am holding my breath. Miss Callis, breathe. I am holding on. Please breathe. I won't. I won't bring a child into this world. I'm sorry. No visitors here. We are her family. Breathe, girl. Breathe, Undine. Breathe, sweet pea. And then I let go. I breathe. Next time on L.A. Theatre Works. He doesn't like me. He doesn't like me at all. Extraordinary man. I don't see how you know. I feel I'm very quick to feel. Oh, no, no. Perhaps you are mistaken. Oh, well, you ask him and you will see. I'd rather not ask if there's any danger of his saying what you think. He wouldn't give you any pleasure to contradict him. I never contradict him. Would you hear me abused without opening your lips in my defense? My father won't abuse you. He doesn't know you well enough. (laughs) I shall simply not mention you. That is not what I should have liked you to say. I should have liked you to say, if my father doesn't think well of you, what does it matter? But I could never say that. It would matter. You know, I think you could. I think you could do anything for one whom you loved. Mr. Townsend, you shouldn't talk that way. I I mustn't listen to this. It is two weeks since first I saw you, and I've had not an easy moment since that night. I think of nothing else. I am possessed by you. How could you be? How could you? Oh, my dearest girl, my life depends on your believing me. 
believing how much I care for you. You are everything I have ever yearned for in a woman. I'm... Amy Irving and Chris Noth star in the story of a painfully shy woman falling in love with a man who may be out to steal her fortune in The Heiress by Ruth and Augustus Getz, based on Henry James' Washington Square, next time on L.A. Theatre Works. We've been recording audio drama for a long time. We stage seven shows a year in Los Angeles and record them live in performance so we can turn them into podcasts, audiobooks, and radio shows. If you're in L.A. or planning a trip, we'd love to have you in the audience. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out more or visit latw.org. And subscribe to L.A. Theatre Works on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, NPR One, or your favorite listening app so you don't miss a single show. Fabulation, or The Re-Education of Undine by Lynn Nottage, stars Charlene Woodard as Undine Barnes, with Daniel Breaker, Saida Erika Ekulana, John Matthews, Gary Perez, Melly Powers, Myra Lucretia Taylor, and John Wesley. Directed by Stuart K. Robinson. Podcast producer, Ron Lipkin. I'm Susan Lowenberg for L.A. Theatre Works, presented by Wondery. Thanks to our sponsor, ZipRecruiter. Learn how to hire smarter and get a free trial when you visit them at ZipRecruiter.com play.